0: Hi, friends. Today's podcast is sponsored by Spry Therapeutics. As a physical therapist, people ask me all the time, what is the best pillow to use for sleep? And I've tried a lot of them, and my favorite is Spry. This is a moldable pillow that helps to redistribute the pressure and reduce stress on the joints, which really helps you if you have neck or shoulder issues. So give it a try and use lit friend at the checkout for a discount for Spry Therapeutics. Welcome to Wednesday Q&A, where you all ask the questions and we answer. I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Kristen Williams, physical therapist and lit senior teacher. Hi, Kristen. Hey, Laura. How are you? Great. We have a lot of questions. So why don't you launch into our first one?
1: All right. So our first one here is from Sarah Kingsley. She is in our, currently in our cohort four. And so she says, I would love to hear your and Laura's thoughts on the knees over toes Instagram account approach. Someone I met with knee pain and poor outcomes with typical PT started following this guy and cured his pain. Seems so potentially damaging to me though. And so if you guys aren't familiar with knees over toes, now I don't follow this Instagram account, so I don't, can't speak to them, but it's a very hot topic on a lot of PT people that I follow. Traditionally in physical therapy, we've always taught people the best way to protect your knees is to keep them behind the toes. So when you're lunging, when you're squatting, a lot of people are now uh, really looking into actually letting the knees pass the toes. And Sarah, I know is a physical therapist also. So the first time I saw this, my kind of red flags went up and alarm bells went off. Um, And speaking to her particular person, you know, Everybody is different, and I think the knees over the toes approach. It's not bad to let your knees pass your toes. What a lot of people don't have is the proper ankle mobility or, or the proper hip mobility for it not to go straight into the patella. So, and then the patella just gets pressed into the femur, and and it, it can be traumatic and damaging over many, many, multiple times of. Squatting, lunging that way. That does not apply to everybody. If you have really great ankle dorsiflexion, if you've got really great hip mobility, if you happen to track really well in your patella, the patella has the thickest amount of cartilage in our body. So it and it's able to take seven times our body weight. So doing a knees over the toes lunge means passing the toes. It is not going to bother them i would still argue in the mass majority of people who are not they, who are not really cued in to how to use the glutes how to use the hamstrings and they're doing a repetitive squat with the knees passing the toes they're going to be using a quad dominant approach which is just going to jam that patella into the femur now i don't know what this Instagram account teaches. I don't know what other mechanics they're teaching. I can't imagine just saying, do a bunch of squats with your knees passing your toes. I am confident, especially if it's run by intelligent physical therapists, that they are talking about the other important factors of the hip hinge, of the ankle dorsiflexion, of using your hamstrings, using your glutes, taking it out of your quads. So you're not allowing that compression. Are you familiar with this, Laura? I mean, have you looked at this a lot?
0: Yeah, so I haven't looked at that particular account, I don't think, because I don't, nothing's, I mean, I've seen a bunch of different PTs, you know, and so, yeah, I would say exactly what you're saying. I don't even really cue to the knee. I'm so much more concerned about what's happening at the ankle and the hip. So if you're getting your great ankle dorsiflexion and great hip flexion and the knee goes farther, that's fine. There's no problem with that. But to Kristen's point, most people don't have that. So if you, if someone were to go into that training and do the copy-skips-understanding approach, which is I'm just going to copy that and load that knee in that flexed position weight-bearing where the heel's coming up or they're anterior tilted and driving the femur into the patella, and then adding load to that, that would not be a good idea. It could be injurious, but it could just also set you up for a pattern, like you were saying, of quad dominance and of just reinforcing your already you know, suboptimal movement in your hip joint. So like I don't even, you know, this is where I think the cookie kind of taking things out and and isolating them is not very, you know, that's that's how Instagram works and and, and how so much of our information is gathered. It is it's like a little sound bite. And it's just not enough to say, well, train your knees beyond your ankles, because people will do that. And I'm sure they're not saying that, but people in there like scrolling through, that's what they'll see. And it's like much more than that. That's why we talk about neutral pelvis and hip hinge and hip flexion being one of the most important movement, I think, in the body. Then it does, if you can do, if you can flex at your hip and your ankle, the knee is going to go along for the ride because that's triple flexion. And it doesn't matter if you, if I lean over and I'm doing something forward and I've got great range of motion there and I'm loading it and it's going beyond my ankle, no problem. But for somebody who doesn't have, they're not flexing at the hip, but instead they're tipping the pelvis and the femur's going into the knee, and then they load it over the ankle, and you do that a number of times, unfortunately, that's what we see so much of the time, you know, is whether it's the people that are biking or they're running, they're not adding much extra load, it's just their own body weight, and then they just, you know, hammer those knees, So anytime, and Kristen and I both said it many times before. Anytime there's a knee issue, we we tend to look elsewhere. So training knee over the ankle, I'm I'm sure there's probably value again. And this particular guy who got better, like that's not enough for me. Like he just started doing that and it got better. I don't know. Maybe he just doing a different movement got him better. Like I don't imagine that just that alone was the key, and. I certainly hope that he trains in a variety of ways and doesn't just continue to just do that knee beyond the ankle move. But I'm not a big fan. I, I agree with Kristen from the beginning. A very small percentage of people should be trying to load that with the knee going over the ankle, like putting weights, having, you know, whether it's dumbbells or a weight rack. I just can't, you know, some, again, a lot of therapists who are really, Trying to you know kind of think of everything else as outdated, or trying to kind of push the push the limit here a little bit and say, oh well, if you train it, it will get stronger. Like these tendons will get stronger, so if you push that load. And I just don't think that's actually true. I think, of course, we can stimulate these stem cells to you know call in more fibroblasts and call in more um, of the chondroblasts that are for you know some of the connective tissue stuff, but. I don't think that's the best way of doing it. And the, the cost is so great for, in my mind. So um, that's something like I'm never going to do. And my knees are great at 50, almost 52. And I just, I don't think there would be any value. I'm just going to keep my hips moving really well and keep them really strong and my ankles really strong. And honestly, I think the knees will take care of themselves. I agree. So there's your answer. There's never a um, black or white, but I would, it'd be a proceed with caution sign. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Speaking of knees, we have another knee question. Um, this is by Mega Warsh. I, it's Megan, but I, it's on our Instagram handle. It's Warsha or something at the end. Okay. Tips for chondromalacia patella. How to make that cheese grater feeling go away. So chondromalacia would be one of the things that could happen when you don't have good mechanics. I mean, so, it, you know, we we really actually just covered it. You know, you really, if you have chondromalacia, if you have patella femoral, these are all different names. Um, if you have sub um super bursitis, you know, all these different things that are under the kneecap, around the knee, it's, it goes back to the same thing. You have to look at your form. You have to look at how are, you, how are you flexing and extending in your hip and your ankle. And if you've had ankle issues, and I think, Megan, you might have, it really shows up in your knees if you don't have the fullest range of motion. So I'd say really work on your range of motion in your ankle and on, in your hip with that neutral pelvis.
1: Well, and I think that, you know, you can't make chondral patella go away. I mean, once you wear away a chondral surface, it's not coming back. I mean, it, um, it not to the point where it's like, oh my gosh, it's gone. Not without some sort of, Advanced intervention. That doesn't mean you can't make the pain go away, however. Mm -hmm. So, and that's where you go back to everything that we're talking about. If you get moving better in the hips, moving better in the ankle, stronger in the hips, stronger in the ankles, where that knee, I always talk about it. You guys have heard me say it probably hundreds of times. You stop scratching the scab, the pain goes away. And and then the inflammation goes down, and there's no pain because you're no longer inflaming the same area. And so we can treat that so often via the hip and ankle. So, <laughs> all right, I've got a, I've got a question here yeah, from our friend Rita. So Rita says, "How to work on the obliques in the abs of a reset with students who've been told not to curl up?" This is common with, say, osteoporosis, diastasis recti. Um, you know, so she's asking how to work with the abs um, on the obliques, and you know, I mean, I think. We don't necessarily have to, when we think of when someone's told not to curl up, I think what you need to clarify is, do they mean not to curl up because of something going on in the lower back or in the upper back? Because osteoporosis, a lot of times we see it in the thoracic spine as well. And so you don't want them rolling up or we're trying to lift the shoulder blades and keep the low back neutral. So it's going to depend upon what their medical counterindication is. And so, how to work the obliques, it depends on where your contraindication is. And then you can do a lot of great work in plank, in, you know, without curling at all, side plank work, where you're getting those obliques. The obliques are going to counterbalance gravity. So, thinking outside the box of, you know, really understanding the muscles, their attachments, their actions, you don't have to curl up at all to get any part of your abdominals, except your rectus abdominis, your six-pack is really the only part of your abdominals that flexes the spine. Your obliques and your transverse abdominis are going to be functioning more, the obliques to rotate inside them, and then the um, TVA to get that increased abdominal pressure, that kind of low back support. So if the contraindication is just don't flex, there's lots of ways to do that. But if you do have a true, someone has a, a really Severe case of osteoporosis is what's popping to my head right now. I'm thinking of the bones looking like Swiss cheese. You're going to want to be really careful with those people, and probably not do a lot of side bending and you know rotation components. So, getting creative with that core stability strengthening in the hips, strengthening in those planking type positions where they're not getting that that torque. What do you say on that?
0: I would agree with all of that. You know, um, for everything you said, like we do not do crunches. That's really when people say, oh, in the crunch part. And I'm like, we don't do crunches. So crunches really imply that you're coming way up and you're getting that flexion. You're getting that rectus. And we are really just trying to lift it. The head is just a load, essentially. It's not made like we're trying to really flex it. It's just coming along for the ride. It's adding load to those deeper abdominals, the transverse, the obliques. But let's say that the person's not allowed to do that at all. You can just do stuff lying on the ground and really have them Bring their hands uh, just lightly on there and, and firm when they exhale. Just try and get that firming. Again, do that with diastasis. But the type of abdominals we do are great for diastasis. We've talked about that before. And and like Kristen said, weight bearing plank, side plank, modified side plank, even though it's not that modified. And then doing <laughs> things like you know, say it's, it is like an older person or somebody that is got some, you know. Maybe can't get on the ground as easily. Doing things um, where you're standing, going up against the wall, and pushing against the wall, and just and holding, and doing like a side plank on the wall and trying to hold that in. Putting one knee on the wall so it's pressing against the wall and adding a slight rotation. I mean, so small but really deep, deep abdominal oblique work. Like Kristen said, you don't actually have to add that movement to get them. We know that the serratus has that interdigitation, that wonderful sleeve, it it has a muscular engagement with the oblique. So even just pressing into the wall and adding a little protraction there, or even holding it in neutral and engaging, you're going to be working those obliques. So you don't have to worry about not getting them because you can't flex or something. So, But that's a great question. That's a great question. Yeah. All right. We have one more question. Let's uh, let's see. This is Brooke, Brooke Maya Yoga. How do you hold space for so many people? Advice for growing community. So I think we could both answer this. I think so for anybody who is out there, who's either a yoga teacher or has some job that you do have people in your community and that you need to be present for them. For me, if I take care of myself, I have so much to give and that giving is actually, I get so much more in return. So, I would first say reframe it like for me. And this isn't obviously if you have people who suck your energy, you have to be aware of that. But for the most part, if you reframe it, like actually what I'm putting out, I'm going to get so much in return. Like we get so much in return. We get gratitude in return. We get education in return. We learn what works, what doesn't work, what's really wonderful, what needs some adapting so, and then of course we grow friendships. We are growing our community and expanding it. And then in that expansion, a lot of a lot of the interactions take place without us being there, you know. So it's, I think you just pr- approach it. It sounds really hokey, but with love, like with generosity, I talk a lot about generosity, is giving is if you give without as much as possible, as humanly possible, without the expectation of anything in return, you will. I, I know you'll get a lot in return. That's that's true generosity. When you're just giving and it might not be the next day, it might not even be the, the next year. It might take a while, but I think you, you have to do it because that feels good for you in your heart. And then if you're taking care of yourself, you'll have the energy for it. On the flip side of that, if you feel like you're getting drained, um, back off a little bit, have some boundaries and some Ideas of like what you want to, you know, like for me, and then I'd love to hear what you say, Kristen. Like, I know I could do a lot more of engagement on social media. I could really get on there and uh, do, a, but th- I, that to me is I can only do so much. So I really do it on my page. I don't really go into a lot of other pages and kind of make connections there. To, I just want to com- communicate with um, people on my page, and that takes a lot of time. So that's my boundary. Is I can't really spend a lot of other time doing stuff on there, but that would be helpful. I mean, I'd really be able to even, you know, hold space and reach out to more people. So that's where I have, you know, you have to kind of have your boundary of what, how you hold your own energy. What would you say?
1: No, I agree with that completely. I think, um, I do think it's important to set your boundaries. You know, you have to know yourself. Everyone is different and there are, there's a lot of people who. To, you've said this, you know, you giving without expecting in return. That's a hard, that's a hard thing for a lot of people to do. And if you're that person, that's okay. You know, that like, is. I was okay. going to say, cause I learned yeah.
0: that I had the, the yeah. best, my dad was like the best example of that. So it was modeled for me. So exactly. I don't really it know. It, it hasn't been for a lot of people. Ex- I think, beautiful point. So yeah. for me, it's so very know natural. Yeah. Know yourself. Yeah
1: know yourself and know what you need and respect that and honor that. And so, because you have to take care of yourself first. And and I don't want to mean that in, in lieu of others, but if you can set those boundaries and if you can say, or if you notice that person who's maybe they're asking a little too much of you and wanting too much of your time where, you know, you have to be like, wait a minute, And with kindness, you don't need to confront or anything, but we can see that in a studio where you, you you know, you have the squeaky wheels, you have the, uh, whatever you're doing anything in the public eye or at at your job, even at your house, recognizing those people who might be taking advantage and gently, you know, take care of that. (laughs) However, whether it's like you said, I'm sorry, I'm busy. You know, Can you make an appointment? I'd love to see you for a private. Well, you'd be amazed what people won't pay for. And yet they feel perfectly okay to take your time for free, but they don't want to pay for it. So I think it depends on what how people are um, asking for your time. And you, I'm like you, Laura, I get so much joy out of helping people. It brings me joy. So I want to do it more. But I do, I have to watch, you know, my own energy levels and we both have large, we have families, we have children, we have to set those boundaries or it can take over your life and then become a negative. And and I think there's a navigation
0: that, that you learn. Here is a very good point. Just to piggyback off of what you said is really like my job isn't to teach people how to behave, but I can also... By holding the boundary, I can actually kind of help people in their tendencies. If they're like, if there are takers, they just don't. Again, it wasn't modeled. They don't know any different. They're, I mean, we get questions all the time that we give free answers to. You don't have to set up an appointment. But at some point, if somebody's always doing that, you have to say, you know, I'm happy to answer your questions. I do privates. I'd like to take that time, but I have a lot of other things that I also have to attend to. And I have had to do that a few times, not that many. And what I have, what has happened in return, where somebody's trying to like get a deal, you know, like always trying to like, well, can I get that for this off? Can I get this for this off? And you know, I'll, I'll turn on that person. I'm like, you know, if you value me and a product, kind of haggling, <laughs> this isn't the place to haggle. Like, you either buy it or you don't. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, we price things really reasonable. We, our our content and our quality is is so robust. And I get that not everybody has the finances to afford it, but I have seen people who have scrapped together, who've sacrificed, never said a thing about it, and did it. And then people who have a lot more money, who, because of, of habit, ask, 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 free, free, free. And those are the people I'm like, you know what? This is, I'm here on earth also to help you. And I'm going to help you by actually saying to you, like, you should... You know, like you need to pay for this. If you want my advice at a certain point, you need to pay for it. So you have and all of that is just we're all learning like how to be humans and how to interact with each other. So I think yes, be generous for sure, but also be aware. And in that, maybe it's an opportunity, uncomfortably, to help someone who is a taker, you know, and needs that kind of like boundary or and and they might receive it well and they might not. And that's that's okay. That has nothing to do with you exactly right. <laughs> it's a great question, Brooke. I'm sure a lot of people struggle with this, but as always, what I say, yoga mama says, take care of you and you'll be able to handle all of the things a lot more clearly and, and, you know, solidly consistently. So, uh, and, and also know at different times in your life, when you're building your business, you are going to put out more energy. It's just, you, if, if you want it to go somewhere, you've got, you have to put you know, front loaded. I'm in a great situation now. Kristen has witnessed this over the years. I front loaded a lot, and I'm working really hard now. But people think I work a lot harder than I do, <laughs> because I front loaded a lot. So you know, don't be afraid of doing some hard work and being there and and building a community and making connections, all that. Because then it then it's easier as as time goes on, for sure. Amen. And we love our community. So thank you guys for joining us. If you have more questions, we love answering your questions and it can be about obviously anything. It doesn't have to just be about the body. It can be about the spirit, the mind, breath, life, pursuit of happiness, all of it. <laughs> so write us um, at Instagram. You can find me at laura.hyman, KB at williams 99 Thank you so much, Kristen. I love you. I love you too. And we love all of you and we're pulling for you as always.